This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program. It is brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are collectively known as the Caring Place. We are reaching out to our homeless in South Florida by feeding the hungry, caring for the poor and changing lives every day. Well, I'm Marilyn Brummett. Um, I am your host today for Mission Possible. Uh, most of the time you hear my husband open up this wonderful program, Reverend Ronald Brummett. And I'm sitting in in his stead in the opening here, but you also hear my voice much of the time as we do these wonderful programs to bring good news Uh, to South Florida and all those that are listening. You know, the thing is that there is terrible news that's going on around us, and we are right now praying so much for Afghanistan and all the people there, and we are heartbroken with what is happening there. Uh, Americans, uh, we're praying for them to be able to get out, and even for the country itself. So we're not saying there's not good news, but we want to accentuate the good news. That's why this program was started many, many years ago. It was actually started at the time when we were going through the mortgage crisis, and we realized then that we needed to start talking about good news. And so the idea came, and WIOD jumped on board and said, let's do it. And so Mission Possible, the good news program was created. Well, we always are talking to people in the community that are helping to make a difference and uh, that's part of the show is talking to those that is doing something good out there in our community and this show today we're definitely talking to some great people and we listen to testimonies we have people that come on I interview those that come to our programs that are hurting broken and interview them as they come through the program how their lives start to dramatically change and that's good news. So once again, we want to tell you uh, what's going on in our community. Last week on Saturday, there was another good news thing to tell you about. We gave out hundreds of backpacks. Over a thousand children received backpacks, school supplies, and new sneakers. And that was given to children, we say, at risk that really would not have anything new to go back to school with. And we want to empower our children in our communities to want to learn, to feel good about going to school. And there's been, of course, everybody knows there's so much going on with talking about school and, and the issues there of masking, not masking. And, you know, the kids get caught 
in the controversy and it takes them away from thinking about learning. So this is a way of giving them something special on the families. It was a drive through. It was held at our Miami Gardens property, which will be our new the vision of our new women and children family center, almost a five acre property. And so it's a perfect place to have a drive through. And uh, that's where we did that. We had hundreds of families that had vouchers and they lined up and they passed through. And not only did they get uh, backpacks and school supplies, new sneakers, but we had so many other things. Those who had small children, babies, there were diapers. We had big crates of uh, apple juice and we were giving that away. And there was clothing. Uh, so we would, we would make sure that the sizes were right for that particular family. And it also had a prayer tent. So every one of these families that drove through were blessed and a blessing was given to them by prayer warriors that prayed for those families and let me tell you that was impactful Uh, and those children knew they were being prayed for as they uh, go back to school and that this year will be something good for them so see isn't that good news and i want to thank you all the community that helped us put that together where you went out and you got the backpacks you helped to raise the school supplies uh, got new sneakers did sneaker drives all that is because the community came together and was able to do this and so we're just the catalyst you know we're the the final arm the final hand that's able to give it out but we couldn't do these things without you now something coming up September in September in fact it'll be an easy date for you to remember because it's going to be on 9-11 we're having a night of joy it is a park and praise time in other words the same property miami gardens so almost across the street from top golf that's where that property is in miami gardens and you'll come in uh, in your car we'll have around five or more christian bands there'll be a stage it's outside and uh it's going to be a time of of praise now, you know, you say, why on 9-11? Well, I know, again, that was, that's, that's heartache. That's heartache. And sometimes uh, we need to, to know and be able to say, you know, even in the midst of heartache, we still give God credit. We still give him praise, knowing that things are in control and there is a bigger picture. We live in a sinful, fallen world. And so, so many things happen that is very, very hurtful, but that does not change that our God is good. And so if you'd like to participate in Night of Joy, the tickets are $15, and the way to get them is to go to caringplace.org slash joy. That's easy to remember, caringplace.org slash joy, and you can get those tickets. You can also give a sponsorship. This is sponsored by a group of volunteers called The Crew. This particular group of volunteers, they named themselves The Crew because they're Christians ready, equipped, and willing uh, to put feet on evangelism. And what they do is they go out 
and they talk to the homeless on the street. They give them hygiene products, um, many times the PPE mask. Uh, let them know that uh, they are cared for. They invite them for the times when we're feeding here at the mission and when we have our special events. And we also then invite them to come in off the streets. So the crew is sponsoring this night of joy and they need your help. And if you would like to have a time to praise, it's going to be in the evening from 6 to 9 p.m. So go to caringplace.org slash joy. You'll get all the information there's the address of where it's going to be october we have a lot of stuff coming up as well it'll be things for women and children uh, there's going to be a breakfast at tiffany's that's going to be sponsored by the cover girls and then girlfriends for girlfriends will be doing their zoom conference tea time with god so that those are things that we'll be talking about in the near future in our programs well today we're going to be talking to cynthia bell wow you don't want to miss that interview she has given a lot of donations here to the mission she's a publisher and she likes to read to children and that certainly is something that we love here at the mission and even during covid we've been able to do some of that through zoom when volunteers come on campus we still make that happen and so we want to thank cynthia for her compassion of wanting to reach out to those that are hurting especially children and then you don't want to miss the interview um, I interviewed Sean Prospect, and he's with All-Star After School Program. He's the CEO, and what an amazing young man, a CEO, and reaching back to children in school and keeping them empowered. And that's what we want to do. We want to empower people, men, women, and children, help them in the future. Don't give a hand up. That's what we're all about here at the mission. Well, don't touch the dial we'll be back in just a moment with more mission possible the good news program well once again this is marilyn brummett and we're at that part of the program where we get to talk to wonderful people in the community sometimes they're just young people who are doing something great in the community as a volunteer or sometimes we have uh, leaders in the community there are heads of organizations and today that is what we have we have with us sean prospect he is the executive director of south florida after school all stars and uh, we want to welcome you to the program sean and i know that you must love children because you have a wonderful thing to share with us as to what you're doing and how you're helping the youth of today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm extremely appreciative. Uh, so After School All-Stars here in South Florida, um, many people might not know it, but it's a national organization founded by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. Uh, we're a local chapter, uh, very tightly affiliated with the FIU. We provide free, comprehensive after-school services to over 3,000 children every year, primarily middle school and high school academics, enrichment, physical fitness, career exploration, social and emotional learning, high school and college prep, uh, you name it, we provide these services at a high level uh, just to make sure we provide access to opportunity for multiple kids regardless of your background or economic status um, because we realize that the only way we can uplift the community is one, to 
edu- help educate, help them find new things and live outside their box, and then, and then support the family as well because we do have uh, family programs. Now, if I know that the children, because you, you said off air that uh, you have um, over 29 schools, I think, locally or over 40. I'm, I'm not sure now that number again. What was that? So we, uh, we have 29 schools uh, for, the, the, for free. Uh, middle schools and high schools. Mm-hmm. We also have some fee-based programs in elementary um, to bring the total up to 40. Those programs, any income from that, makes sure that the middle school and high school programs are free. Okay. So how do the children find out in the school about these after-school amazing programs to get involved? Well, that's the best part. They just have to go to their school. Um, our programs take place within the school facilities. And in most cases, we hire teachers from the school to stay after school. Um, so essentially, you have a safe space that you're used to being in. Uh, we provide bus transportation home if needed and also a meal and then our program. So they just have to go to the front office. And if you're one of the schools that we serve, we can serve you and um, your family as well. Now, do you have like ads up around the school so the kids see? Uh, talk about some of the programs too, but how do they find out about it? With Primarily with middle school, while we have ads up, um, it's usually word of mouth among the kids. Okay. So like for instance, we have drone programs where kids actually build drones, wow. learn how to get drone licensing, and then also fly drones. We have 3D printing, we have robotics, we have arts, music, dance. We also have a school where the facility has a art room with a kiln. So I said, are you using it? No. I said, can we use it? Yes. So that wow, year we did pottery. Great. That's great. Um, so we just try to expose the kids to as many different opportunities and avenues as possible. And we do that also by bringing in partners. We realize that if we're trying to build a whole child, we can't do it by ourselves because you can't, no one can be an expert in everything. Mm-hmm. So we contract with arts companies and music companies and local businesses uh, just to make sure that students of all ages, the middle school and high school, have people they can talk to who are who work in careers that they may be interested in, who have a skill set or a background similar to them, who look and talk like them as well, so they can see that there is potential and help try to help relieve any doubt about their future. Wow, that is so amazing. Uh, is there any, I know you could tell countless of stories of, um, you know, success, uh, any particular child that just comes to your mind that you maybe you want to share a success story? Well, one in particular, uh, we have, a, uh, there was a young man, uh, his name is Joel. Uh, he was right actually down the street, went to Brownsville Middle School. Mm-hmm. Um, he, promising, promising student, um, liked poetry, like he was a promising student. Uh, he liked poetry, he liked spoken word, um, and he loved the program. As he grew within the program, he became one of our high school mentors because usually before back then we didn't have a high school program. Okay. So he helped out um, the middle in the middle school area. He helped with public speaking also because that was the strength of his. And he slowly evolved, and now he's a program coordinator for our program, managing wow. four school sites. Wow! Um, so to me, that's always the best success yes. story. That literally, that we were working with him as a young man, and yes. now he is doing the same thing, giving yes. back at a high level. So that is. Um, like to yeah. say, it 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 came full circle. Now, did COVID affect the after-school programs? And I'm sure it did. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I have a tremendous team. Um, I cannot speak about them enough. Um, the administrative team we have, uh, most of them have been with us for a long time, and those who haven't bring a unique skill set. And obviously, the teachers we have are the, are the public school teachers in Miami-Dade County primarily, some in Broward, mm-hmm. um, and they are outstanding. 
And um, with COVID, when everything switched, we realized, okay, we need to go virtual as quickly as possible, but also to make sure that it's effective, uh, effective and accessible. So we were able to do that. We Once we realized that we had to go virtual, we, we, we held trainings, we trained our staff, we let them know what the platform we used. Uh, thanks to our affiliation with FIU, we all had um, full Zoom accounts. So mm-hmm. thank you so much to FIU for that. And we, provide serv- and we provided services for the remaining of the school year um, in 2020. Then in summer, we had a full-fledged uh, summer program, virtual. It was very interesting. Uh, we shipped STEM supplies and gardening kits to every child's home. Wow. We were able to give um, over $116,000 uh, worth of gift cards to Publix to our families. Um, and we, we ran our programs. We contracted with, with many different people to help provide services. And we had a virtual program and served over 625 kids last summer. We usually serve a lot more. But um, yes, but that's amazing with um, with what we know we've all gone through to still be able to serve that many. And I know that now as things are coming back to maybe some normalcy, um, I don't think anything will ever be exactly the way it was before. We've learned a lot uh, through COVID, all of us. And, uh, you know, I didn't do Zoom at all before COVID. And I call myself now a Zoomer. Uh, so I do understand all that. So as you're getting back to that. Uh, more core of being able to reach more children. I'm sure you would love to have volunteers maybe speak about that and speak about how would someone get a hold of um, after school all stars here locally and maybe they want to get involved with their volunteer time or with their talent or maybe even with their treasure and actually help the program with a donation. So how would someone get a hold of you? Well, first, getting a hold of us is pretty easy. Um, you can dial our main line, uh, 305-348-7904. Um, and then just let us know you want to volunteer. But the, probably the best way is going to our website, sfasas.org. And there's a button right there. Okay, so say that again. sfasas.org. And then you can just navigate the uh, the website to where the volunteer the contact us um, tab is. So I'm a very visual person, so I'm going to break that down, what you just said. Uh, when you say SF, that's South Florida. And then you're saying ASAS, that's all, uh, no, after school, all stars. So ASAS, as, as. So it's SF, as, as. <laughs> exactly. It uh, is because, a mouthful. Yeah, because someone who's listening, they're trying to, uh, how am I going to remember that? I want to look you up. So that's dot. Um, org, did you say? Okay, because you're a nonprofit. So SF for South Florida, then as as, which really stands for after school all stars. And uh, I love this kind of uh, a program. I think it's amazing. And uh, I know here at the mission we have a, a school, and so after school programs are so so important for the children. You know, you talk about the latch key children. See, then you kind of stop that because now. They're involved, they're engaged, and they're doing things that they want to do, they want to learn, they're having fun, and you're creating an environment for them to grow in. So, Sean, can I say, uh, just uh, from me to you and all the listeners to you, thank you. God bless you for what you are doing, and I'm sure you have a story uh, yourself as how you even got into all this, uh, so we'll have to interview you again. So thank you, Sean Prospect from South Florida, 
After School, All Stars. Thank you very much. Thank you. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I have with us on the line today, Cynthia uh, Bill from Cynthia Bill Productions. She is the founder. Thank you for joining us, Cynthia. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to to speak to you all. I'm uh, doing fantastic. Cynthia, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you so much for all the donations that you drop off at our centers in Broward. You are amazing. We appreciate you and all of our donors. And I know that you want to get more involved. You want to do something for the kiddos in the center. You want to do like a reading time, which is so important, right? I mean, reading is so important for all the children um, in general, right? But the fact that you want to take the time and come and do that. I mean, I know we haven't met in person, but I cannot wait to meet you in person. Tell me about you and that idea. How did you come up with that idea of reading to the books and wanting to get more involved with that? Well, basically, um, being that I, I am a published author, I've written uh, uh, several several books uh, for them, which are for children. And I just like to share uh, the stories that I have in those books because, you know, young kids, I still believe that, you know, uh, reading a book, turning a page is very vital so I wanted to come on and share with, with the kids on, you know, learning different techniques about bullying and uh, becoming a productive uh, citizen, you know, ad- advising them how they can uh, eat their vegetables, becoming just, just all around um, people, you know, growing up. So um, that's basically why I wanted to get involved with um, the organization to reach out to the kids and the families. And I do have books, too, for, for adults, for for women. Um, for all um, genres, all ages. So I just wanted to come out and share and just give insight and make someone happy, make someone smile, because I am animated when I do story time. <laughs> I don't know how I came about to doing that, but I become very animated with, with um, story time. That is so beautiful. You know, when I hear you speak about the children, and I know you're also a playwright and director, so I'm sure that's where the whole animation comes from from, right? Um, but I love it because when you tell me you want to read to the children and tell them about vegetables and going through, you know, the bullying in school, which is so important to discuss with the children and tell them, you know, that's not okay to do, it's not okay to, to put up with it. And to me, that's all important things. And you are investing pretty much in the future, right? I mean, I, I love, love, love everything you're telling me. I cannot wait to introduce you to our Center for Women and Children, uh, for you to do something like that. Because um, it is important, right? You're doing important work in our community. So tell me about Cynthia Bell Productions. Um, Cynthia Bell Productions is a company that I formed back in 2007. Um, um, I'm a playwright. I do five uh, plays a year, but due to COVID, we had cut down. We haven't done a play in about almost two years. But we're looking to get in, get back into doing the plays. And uh, we did a play about Hooray for Cindy, I Don't Want to Be a Bully. You know, that was a very good play for, for young adults, young young juveniles. And um, being a play, you know, a playwright, it just, you get to tell a story. You get to tell your story, other stories, and stories within the society that's going to help them build us up. And pretty much Cynthia Bear Productions is a production company that is to educate, encourage, and to build up. I that's love what we're it. about. I love it. I love it. And uh, so these plays are coming back soon. I'm sure the pandemic hit you in, in unexpected ways. Um, I think it's been like that for everyone in our community, right? Everyone have had to 
uh, recreate and reinvent and, and, and kind of doing things in a different way, right? So if Absolutely. anybody, you know, our listeners, if they want to find you, if they want to know more about Cynthia Bell and Cynthia Bell Productions and this place, how can they find you? I am on YouTube. You could just um, do Cynthia Bell Productions. Um, you can Google me as well. I mean, I have a, uh, my, my site is Cynthia Bell Productions. I mean, you can at gmail.com, you can send me information. I'm always looking for new actors, especially young actors, because, you know, there's so much, there's so much to learn, you know, taking directives and, and I'm all about that. That is but, so uh, wonderful. You can contact me. Uh, like I'm a, a lot of my projections are on YouTube. If you just send it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then of course your, your website is Cynthia bail productions.com looking for new actors. Uh, young adult uh, actors, I love it, Cynthia. And Cynthia is C as in Charlie, Y, N, T, H, I, A, Bell, B, E, L, L, productions.com. And if you're driving, you couldn't get that information, please call me here at the Miami Rescue Mission. My name is Leanne, and I will give you all the information for Cynthia Bell Productions. Thank you for joining us, Cynthia. Continue the great work you're doing in our community. Well, once again, we're at that part of the program where we get to interview someone who is going through life change, who has gone through life change. And I, I love this part because these are people that are real people that are really have experienced, you know, something in their life. It's been difficult. And now God's leading them through. And uh, now the 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 future's brighter. And that's what it's all about. And so I have with me today, Ron, and uh, Ron is going to give his story. And I'm so glad, first of all, and let's welcome you, Ron, to the program. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Well, Ron, um, you're not a Miami boy. uh, So uh, (laughs) tell me uh, where you're from and a little bit about where you're from and uh, some things that happened there and what brought you here. Well, actually, um, I was born in Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, I wasn't raised there. Um, doesn't remember too much from my childhood of Raleigh, North Carolina. We moved to Richmond, Virginia. Moved a few places. My father was a um, construction foreman, did residential and commercial properties. So we wound up in, in, in Richmond, Virginia, and that's why we raised out until the age of 11. Um, and that's when my father, he, he was murdered. Mm. Yeah, he was murdered in, in Richmond, Virginia. Afterwards, I think maybe a year. Did they find his murderer? Uh, they knew who it was, but they couldn't prove it. Yeah, they couldn't prove it. So to the family and to you, what did that, how did that affect you? It affected me more than it affected anybody else because I was, became unruly, I guess. And that's one of the reasons why my mom sent me away, sent me to live with my aunt, actually his sister, Patterson, New Jersey. 11 year old yeah. boy, child, that's very devastating. Your issues is not necessarily addiction. Right. Some other things have kind of led you to that you came to the mission. You had come to Miami, thought it was a brighter future for jobs. You're in the medical field. Yes. But something made you go back, and let's talk about that for a moment. Okay. When, when I was planning my move um, down here, I owned a shotgun. I like to hunt duck if mm-hmm. I found a good person who could uh, go out there. I had a friend who was moving to um, Fort Myers, mm-hmm. and we spoke fervently about you know going duck hunting, so I bought a shotgun. One day I got pulled over. I got pulled over, and the officer said he smelled something, so they searched my car, and they found my shotgun. I Explained to him what was, you know, what was happening with it. But unfortunately, I had an old restraining order. It was 20 years old and I knew it, nothing about mm. I had no idea. It was from New Jersey. Having a restraining order, you're not supposed to have a firearm. Mm. So they took me to jail. I decided it was time for me just to, because I knew the charges were 
You uh, felt Trump unfounded. Felt. Yeah, you, fe- you felt that way. Yes. So, um, you came to Miami, but you, that was weighing on you that you still had these charges and that were back home. Right, because I was just going to leave it behind and say, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's, it's garbage. You know, garbage. In, so, what garbage made out. you? Because we know that you decided to go back and take care of it. What made you decide that? It just weighed heavy on me, you know, to have something like that mm-hmm. behind me. Because I and I also know that a failure to appear turns into a felony. And that can follow you. And that would hurt you in a a job. Absolutely. Having that leaning over. So you did go back. What happened? Case was moved forward Mm -hmm. about a month and a half until I got an attorney. So I got an attorney, uh, went back. Attorney wasn't prepared. Mm. So it was postponed again for another two months. So I came back to Miami and I was really determined just just to leave it, leave it as it was. But it kept, you know, that don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> if you know it's not right, then go and deal with it. Right. You know, so and I, you know, eventually that's going to catch up with you and that yeah. you could have a job and then that turn up and then you would lose it. Um, well, we're at the end of the five minutes, but we're going to be oh, wow. back with more of your story. So don't turn that dial because we're going to find out what really did happen to Ron. Um, as he came back to Miami, what happened to the charge and why did he end up at the Miami rescue mission? We'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're back with Ron, and he's explaining like he had come to Miami, but he had these charges, and he's trying to deal with it. So you've gone back and forth between Miami now right. and Virginia, and they keep postponing everything. So what mm-hmm. eventually happens? Uh, well, actually, North Carolina. North what Carolina. I, what actually happened, the judge actually threw it all out. Eventually. Uh, eventually, yes. But that took a long process. Yes, it did, but it was worth it. Because when you go to apply for a job, they want to know, you know, do you have any convictions? Do you have anything pending? So you finally, God is good, and uh, you have, you got this off your back. Yes, it is. But now you're back in Miami, and you're uh, still struggling with finding that job. So what led you to the Miami Rescue Mission? Actually, uh, I looked around, first of all, uh, for uh, some shelter and uh, uh a uh, place where I could uh, actually move forward or to help me move forward. And it was a long process, but I finally came in to the Miami mission actually uh, to eat and take showers. Mm-hmm. And I met a few um, employee employees uh, um, and some guys who worked here. Mm-hmm. And they were some of the reasons. Leanne, she was a real nice person. Oh, wow. And um, Alonzo Jones, mm-hmm. he also helped me answer a lot of questions. And that was the defining moment. I was like, these people are just too good. Let me go ahead and give it a shot. You know what's so strange? You say Leanne, she's not part of program. She's part no. of my team development. Oh. <laughs> and you know, Leanne does a lot of outreaches yeah, and she yeah, yeah. brings in volunteer groups. So she is down there yeah. um, at the Center for Men. So it sounds like when you came to eat, when one of those volunteer groups or mm-hmm. special things that was going on. The birthday party. Birthday party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been here a year. That's so amazing. See, um, we tell people about these birthday bashes or these outreaches. Yeah. And people wonder, why do you make such a big thing? But this is the reason, because you're touched during that Absolutely. time. You see the love. It's not just a meal handed to you. No, it's But a you feel the love <laughs> handed to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it brought back some good memories when it did happen i was like oh man this thing again here it is you know and i was hoping that people would feel the same way i did when they come in you know like um i never had really had a birthday party tell you the truth because 
I sort of gave it up, but it was a good thing. It was a good feeling, you know, wow, to belong when crazy. you don't know anybody. So while you've been here, you've been able to sharpen your skills. You Absolutely. now have graduated. You yes. are an alumni now and you're going back to school. You're, yes. you're part of a class. Talk about them, how you're being trained and what kind of a job, your career you're going to be looking for. Uh, right now the training is, uh, uh sterile processing, um, Technology, uh, is, it's for, uh, sterilizing or, or decontaminating, sterilizing surgical instruments and equipment. 18 weeks long, it prepares mm-hmm. you for, uh, national certification as a sterile processing technologist. Oh, that is amazing. And you told me all fair, you've got your application into yes. about six places and you'll Absolutely. be finishing the school and taking the test and being certified soon. Yes. So I believe that you're going to get the job that you are training for and you're, yes, you're very together. I appreciate I, sometimes I wish it wasn't radio because I wish people could see the people that I'm looking yeah. at. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, you just look so professional and oh, like that you. you understand what's going on and looking forward to a brighter future. Thank so, you. in a nutshell, as we close out this last five minutes, what what did the Miami Rescue Mission do for you? The Miami Rescue Mission and the uh, Alpha program, they opened my eyes to uh, a new area of spirituality when it comes to Christianity, especially when it comes to uh, marriage, mm-hmm. uh, which mine had failed. And I would like to do it again. This time, I would like to do it correctly, working with myself first. Okay, so we're kind of at the end here. I wish we could talk further. You did say off air that this, if, if God does allow that special woman to come into your life again and uh, you are able to get married, that this time you're going to listen. Yes, I like the yes, way yes, that yes, you yes. said listen. I'm going to listen, and I'm not going to let things hit the fan. Absolutely. I'm going to say, okay, let's sit down and talk let's, let's uh, before it gets too bad. So, hey, I think that was great advice. I know people didn't get to hear you say that, but I'm just kind of reiterating what, what you actually said said to me. So God bless you, Ron. We're going to pray for you and that you you get the job that you want. And you're going to go on and God is going to smile on your future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that was a wonderful testimony story from Ronald. You know, each one of these people that come on and actually share from their heart, their own journey, their own story of coming through hardship and then finding the mission coming in and then finding so much more, having a turnaround, having a transformation really in the mind and the heart that, you know, things can be better and I can concentrate on a new life. I can forget or I can put in the past, maybe not forget, but put in the past things that have happened to me. We don't forget them because we want to build on that and say, hey, listen, either I don't want to do that again or you build on that foundation of saying, yes, there was hurt uh, in my life, but I don't have to dwell on it. And there can be a brighter future. That's what we believe here at the Caring Place, at our Miami Rescue Mission, at our Broward Outreach Centers. That's the reason we are known as the Caring Places, because we care for people and we don't judge people. As they come to us, we're not going to judge what happened to them. Why did it happen? Oh, why didn't you make better choices? I mean, they've had enough of that. When they come here to the Caring Place, We want to start caring and praying for them, giving them the tools 
to be able to have a transformation in their life. And as they come into the program, it's more than just food and shelter and clothing. There's education, case management, and there is a goal setting where they now come together and they say with others, hey, listen, if you can do it, I can do it. There becomes a brotherhood, a sisterhood among the men and the women. And I just love seeing that transformation happen every day here at the mission. You know, God still does miracles. And even though there is so much evil in the world and bad things that happen, we want to concentrate on things that are good. And we believe that God is still a miracle working God, even in the worst circumstances that people think that there can be no change. But when those that come to us, when they make that surrender and say, God, not my way, your way, that's when we really begin to see that amazing change. Well, don't forget now, we have Night of Joy that'll be coming up in September. It's going to be on 9-11. Yes, on that date, on that special date. It's going to be in the evening from 6 to 9 p.m. It's Park and Praise. It's going to be a whole bunch of Christian bands, great music, great singing, great testimonies. You can come in your car. You can stay in your car or you can sit outside. We'll have chairs. They'll be distanced uh, apart and groups can come together like families, uh, members can come and sit together. Uh, Of course, uh, people can wear their masks and we want to do everything, you know, by the book, you might say, so that people are safe and still can enjoy a night of praise. And we'll be praising the Lord and giving him praise for his goodness. And that's what we want to concentrate on is the good things And uh, just sometimes you can praise your way out of a terrible circumstance. And I know in my life, uh, I have seen that happen over and over that when I'm going through a very tough time, um, I just lift up my voice and start uh, to praise the Lord and, and things begin to change. It changes in the atmosphere. It's an amazing thing to see uh, what happens now to get those tickets, go to caringplace.org org slash joy. The tickets are only $15. We're not trying to make a lot of money on the tickets. We are looking for sponsors, though. You can also put a a sponsoring amount at the same time you're buying a ticket. And uh, it's all going to go to helping with meals, our emergency meals for the homeless. So thank you once again. Next week, you'll hear Reverend Ronald Brummett open up. Glad to be with you today. I'm Marilyn Brummett, and I love doing Mission Possible. So tune in again next Sunday morning at 8 a.m. for more Mission Possible, the good news program. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Center's also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.